Shaka, please. Hello and welcome to Indica episode number 201. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everyone. How's the World Cup going Abhishek? Oh yes, we are recording this on the day when India beat Zimbabwe by 6 wickets. More importantly, India has bowled out every side so far in the World Cup 6 games in a row. Who would have imagine that indian bowling and wasn't that supposed to be our weaker side the weakness was the bowling right we didn't have any good pacer or any quality spinner na spinner nahi spinner <laughs> yes the list is pretty long of bad bowlers <laughs> in india but mohammad shami 15 wickets he is the third on the list of leading wicket takers and probably only one or two behind mitchell stark ashwin is doing well ashwin and raina bowled some 20 overs against ireland for just 78 runs when the fast bowlers were whacked around for 57 and 9 overs so when one set of bowlers don't do well some others pitch in so india has been doing a good job there the only concern is that our seamers have always done well on their debuts yes. think about ifan bowling for kar Uh, Irfan Patan, sorry, Khan, yeah. Zaheer Khan, and all those guys. So Ashwin seems to have taken over from where Harbhajan left. Is that safe to assume that he is going to he is going to be the main spinner as such? Yes. Whatever he is doing with his carom balls and slower deliveries and stopping in his tracks while bowling the ball, all <laughs> these things did not work for him before, but they suddenly seem to work now. Well, when things start going right, yeah. you can do anything that you want. But the big big draw is. Kumar Sangakkara did do you know he he's going to retire after this world cup in ODIs he's just scored four centuries on a trot first time in the history of ODIs four oh, wow. centuries on on a trot and there was you remember last time you mentioned about the crazy statistics that star sports and the television channels are putting out so <laughs> here's one a stat which doesn't add too much value whenever the opposition has got sangakkara out for less than 20 runs sri lanka has lost 67% of their games when chasing So this thing is a little redundant for two reasons. Is one is when you get your best batsman out for less than 20 runs, the odds of you losing increase by that much, definitely. Yeah. And then you've got three sets of figures in that. In the second innings, less than 20 runs and 67, and it's a three-line sentence on the screen before you can read it. The ball is being the next ball is being pulled. I mean, I'm pretty sure someone must be going to yeah, bus for it, or someone is out there to prove their statistics. <laughs> yes. Oh well, so it's not just us who is talking about the World Cup, hmm. but. Uh, a prison in india they have installed cable connections to allow prisoners to watch cricket world cup after it was argued that it was a fundamental right to watch cricket and this is in guwahati and justice arup kumar goswami he said that prisoners need recreation for a healthy mind and this will apply only to under trial prisoners who have not yet been convicted but are behind bars because they've been accused there was this petition that was filed where four inmates i think they said watching television for news sports and entertainment is a fundamental right as you said within the purview of the constitution of india so they had doordarshan before but they got to get cable now and it was also argued it to be the right to life and personal liberty which has been set out in india's constitution they also say that cricket is india's most popular sport and the national team is defending the world championship hence it is important that they watch <laughs> and, awesome. and look at look, look look at the opposites today man i, I thought about this when india played zimbabwe india being 
the superpower in cricket with every player getting crores of rupees and i was yeah. reading some stats from the other side in zimbabwe the top players receive 1500 dollars a month and the less experienced ones uh, get 300 dollars a month 50% of which is taxed 40% of all medical bills is paid out of their own pockets and that's why the captain of the country brendan taylor who by the way scored a century today he's only 29 years old he's quit from zimbabwe after this game and he will play county cricket now for nottinghamshire to provide for his family oh, wow. zimbabwe's inflation billion dollar notes we've spoken about this in the past and now it's down to 1.28% i think each indian indian cricketer should adopt a zimbabwean cricketer bcci could adopt zimbabwe cricket and then you know do something interesting Oh, well. um okay coming back bangladesh bangladesh will 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 head to the next one but bangladesh has qualified for the quarter finals and india will be playing them there's this guy called mohammadullah he scored back to back hundreds beating england and almost winning against new zealand they are maturing as a country uh, as a cricketing country pretty fast but only in one day and probably t20 but one day else. true and england is going the opposite way the the country england is out <laughs> yes, the country where the game took birth the coach said after the match we thought 275 was chaseable so they were set a 275 target so we yeah. thought 275 was chaseable we'll have to look at the data meaning they they don't they have stopped playing cricket it's all about laptops and figuring out why side batting second on this ground should have chased so much and where did we go wrong so let me ask you one thing trivia for you which was the first officially recorded international match and this was back in 1844 it would have been between australia and england i guess No, that's very obvious answer, right? I I would just stretch your imagination. So what was it? Bhuvan, India versus England? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Canada versus United States. What? I, I am not kidding. Seriously, it was, and this was one of the. And you are in the home question. of home <laughs> of cricket right now. I'm in the home Canada. of international cricket, cricket, man. Who are you talking about? Oh man! But we won't give it back. Are, I'm talking about the World Cup and all the ads that go around it. <laughs> it was probably the you know the English battalions out here or the English people who came to Canada and United States. <laughs> they just decided to play together. So it wasn't like real Aboriginal Canadians, Canadians or the American Indians Amazing. who yeah. played against each other. You need three months of summer to have a good you know, series. I don't know if that happens in Canada. No, seriously, it's in positives. Tomorrow's temperature going up to 11 degrees, which is like amazing. Oh, that's Pune climate. That's good. It's Pune climate. It's like seven degrees outside right now. It's awesome. Well, so one last thing about the Indian presence. Supreme Court of India, in various judgments, it has laid down three broad principles regarding imprisonment and custody and how should how you should treat people. Firstly, it says a person in prison does not become a non-person. so you can't go around doing bad things to them then secondly a person in prison is entitled to all human rights within the limits of imprisonment which is a bit sketchy which is it can go either ways and then the last one is there is no justification for aggravating the suffering already inherent in the process of incarceration which gives us a good segue to talk about the bbc documentary india's daughter which was released on march 4th on youtube First of all I hope everyone knows what India's daughter documentary is all about if not it is about it's a BBC documentary that was uh, set to be released on Women's Day on the Delhi gang rape that happened the Nirbhaya case and it has crazy comments from the lawyer defending the accused and the accused from the jail itself which has prompted the Indian government to ban the documentary in India so nothing on YouTube or on television but bbc 
has it on its website, which is only viewable in, in the UK and was broadcasted in different countries by different channels on the day of Women's Day. And the statement from the Home Minister's office, it's read that uh, the clips from the film appear to encourage and incite violence against women. And when it was, as you said, broadcasted abroad, the Parliamentary Affairs Minister M. Venkataya Naidu, he said that uh, we can ban this film in India, but this is an international conspiracy to defame India. We will see how this film can be stopped abroad also. Now, the background to this is that it was a shameful crime and it let India down, rape. But the problem is that our politicians do not even want to talk about it and put it inside the closet by saying, hey, let's even talking about it is shameful. I think Indian government should have allowed it to be downloaded on BitTorrent and paid the pirated money back to the documentary director, Leslie Udwin. But that's how it is right now. And she has had to leave the country now on the grounds that she felt threatened in India. So do you agree? For, so let's let's get an opinion. Do you agree with what the parliament, Indian parliament has done? Oh, not at all. I think, to repeat, rape is a shameful offense, but talking about it is not. Probably talking more about it and having millions know her story and the truth, because it's a documentary film by the BBC, which has got rave reviews in The Guardian Time. She has done her homework, so it's not a film. It's a doc. It's not like what Ram Gopal Verma did after the 27-11. So this one was a true story. People would have known, they would have seen the from where she comes from, the background of Jyoti Singh whose name was revealed recently. Remarkable, young, inspiring woman is what they've written. They had to sell their ancestral land to pay for the admission for her to get into a physiotherapy course. And father was a hamal at an airport. And the mother said that they celebrated like she was a boy when she was born. So they come from a family who... That valued the girl-child education. And they did not have enough money to feed the four of them. So when this happens to such a family and the comments that the lawyer has said that yes, Indian women deserve that when they move out at 9 p.m. in the night, I don't see one good reason why the government can be such a fool and, and ban this. I agree. So, so the, one of the reasons that the government has also put forward is for legal reasons, is that they are still under trials and putting out a documentary which is chronicling the real incident can have an impact on the judge's decision and these sort of comments may have an influence on the decision which the prosecution might use and call it a mistrial. So a judge cannot be influenced by public sentiments. If there is evidence that he has been influenced, then it causes for retrial. That means you have to begin start the process all over again. That is from the legal point of view. So why not put this on the front page of every newspaper and say why we are stopping this rather than saying that it appears to encourage and incite violence against women and that the internet is like a multi-headed entity, says one of the folks there who, you know, we blocked it on one website, but it keeps appearing on others. And he, this, this is a team that they have set up, an emergency team that was put together to ban the movie online. So like Ravana, internet is a multi-headed entity. If we remove content from one website, it appears somewhere else. So we have, yeah, that's what he said. So say the truth out loud. And I think if you have Mukesh Singh, who's one of the rapists there, some of his comments like it takes two hands to clap, a decent girl would not roam around at that hour. A girl is far more responsible for rape than a boy. And I have, there was a clipping that I saw where he says this 
in a manner which is cold, calculated, premeditated. Then his comments seem too well thought out, which made me nervous. Is that is is he being coached? You know what's happening there? I think there is a kind. The criminal is a kind of individual. Any rapist from anywhere in the world with that kind of a mindset would talk like that. There are gory details. He describes them as if he was having a sip of coffee while talking in, in the two minutes that I saw. Oh wow! Okay, so I haven't seen the complete thing. I tried to look for it. And I'm going to use a U.S. proxy, uh, a U.K. proxy and watch that entire thing. But people who have watched it say that his comments actually hit so hard that they couldn't stop thinking about it for three or four days. Let's move on to the other thing that the government is not really popular with right now is about the beef ban in Mumbai. Hmm, Maharashtra, right? Or was it Mumbai? In Maharashtra. Oh, no, sorry. It's in Maharashtra. So to give you context of this issue, back in the day, 20 years ago, long, long time ago, BJP was had won the elections. It was uh, along with Shiv Sena. And they had implemented the ban under a law that it had passed then, which then went on to the president and nobody just followed it up for the president to sign it off. And this happened when Atal Bihari Vajpayee was there at the center. And... Government's bill just languished there. Presidencies of Shankar Sharma happened. Abdul Kalam happened. Now it has come to Pranab Mukherjee who passed this bill earlier last week. The president has given a nod to that amendment of the Maharashtra Animal Preservation Act of 1976, which prevents the slaughter of bulls and bullocks, which means that there is not going to be any beef because cows were already banned from being slaughtered. Now they have also asked bulls and bullocks not to be slaughtered. There are some 3,000 animals that have been slaughtered every day in illegal slaughtering houses. Uh, on the day when this ban was announced, Deonar, the big slaughterhouse, which is the legal one. Yeah, it's India's in- largest. So they returned some 300 animals, bulls and bullocks on March 5. They were actually in a quandary as to what to do with them because even transporting of bulls and bullocks has been banned now and there are different levels of, you know, you can either get a fine of 10,000 or the highest one is a jail term of five years under the new law. So people were confused as to what to what do we do with these 300 animals that we have. See, that's one thing, right? Somebody on Twitter said that you can get a two year prison term for drunken driving or manslaughter, but five years for eating beef. So yeah. the law needs a rethink. No, not many were in favor of this ban. So they say that uh, there was a Hindu sentiment or a religious undertone to it because most of it is run by the Muslim community in Maharashtra too. Completely run by the minority community, Christians as well as Muslims. I was surprised with the numbers, actually. There are 50,000 people who are actually involved in beef trade. They are going to be rendered jobless if this happens. And then another 100,000 people through indirect employment, which is transportation of carcasses and leather goods, trade in leather goods, etc. So if you are wearing a leather jacket, it most probably is made of the bull or the bullock that was slaughtered. And it is not goat skin or anything like that. The sheer number of animals that have been slaughtered for consumption purposes is just huge. Last year itself, 3,17,000 cattle were slaughtered for the purposes of for beef freeze. India is world's second largest beef exporter and the fifth biggest consumer of beef. I didn't know that. Isn't that crazy? And the overall beef economy, as they call it, is estimated to be at 10,000 crores in Maharashtra. So what's going to happen as a result of this? Most probably prices of mutton might go up to meet the local demand. The prices of leather products are going to increase. Big, big impacts of unseemly nature that 
one doesn't even think about. The ban, let's keep that aside. But the question is, what happens to the bulls and bullocks that are too old to work in the fields or for any other purpose? Yeah, like producing milk or giving birth. And Yeah, I mean, that. bulls and bullocks probably don't produce Oh, milk. yes, sorry. <laughs> Dude, not, I don't know what you are having. Yeah. <laughs> that white stuff is not big. <laughs> okay, the question itself is very inhumane that I'm going to ask. Is what do you do with... Hmm. Some, I don't want to even ask the question. So there's a lot of concern about what to do with these animals. Yeah, exactly. So will, will you be yeah abandoning them in old age homes if there are any for animals? There are none. Why don't you let them out in, again, very cruel... Why don't you just let them out in uh, wildlife sanctuaries? They become food for the wildlife. I think nature can take care of itself. It becomes part of the food cycle. And that might be a better solution. But I was always hesitant. I never offered beef to anyone in India. I had always read stories about most of the animals being sick or suffering some sort of a disease or were there because they were unhealthy. I've never tasted beef. I did taste beef, but... I didn't like it. I gave it up. I can't eat it anymore. Well, you you won't if you are in Maharashtra anymore for the near future. Yes, or it has to be that good that you should be willing to go to jail for five years. Yes, and you get to watch cricket too. And and apparently beef fry in India is supposed to be one of the best places to have it in the entire Asia, in Mumbai. Which is very surprising, which I probably think is going to be something like Chicken chili, but this time. Let's talk. Let's quickly talk about that solar-powered plane that's going around the world. Yeah, it's 72 meters of wingspan. It weighs as much as a car, around 2,300 kilograms, and it flies at 45 kilometers an hour. But the science is interesting. This is the first time it's being done. So there are some 17,248 solar cells on the plane's wings that transfer solar energy to the four electrical motors, which basically power the plane's propellers and. They also are used to top up the battery. So what happens in the nights, the pilots take the plane down to 1,500 meters and that is when the batteries consume that juice and then in the mornings, it flies at as close to the sun uh, as they can and there are 12 legs of the trip over the next five months. There are two pilots who are going to be taking this solo flight one after the other. There will be times when they will be in the air for four days at a stretch and right now the plane is in India, in Ahmedabad and they will also fly to Varanasi and there are some 10,000 people at the Sardar Vallabh by Patel International Airport and uh, you know what happened when they joined to see the plane <laughs> selfies <laughs> that's what they did so it was selfies but there was this a uh, little bit of a workshop conducted by the two pilots uh, Andre Borschberg I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing it right and Bertrand Perfect. Pickard so uh, these these are the two pilots who prepared really hard one of them is practices yoga and the other one is a practitioner of self hypnosis to calm their minds and to manage wow. fatigue in the, in the in the air and you know what their aim is to s- sleep for 20 minutes repeatedly uh, 12 times in a 24 hour period now this is a statistic just like they throw out on <laughs> star world nowadays but basically short naps of 20 minutes each and they have oh, goggles uh, which have flashlights in them so if they sleep for the 21st minute the flashlights just go up and wake them up so oh, Yeah, (laughs) they've they've got all sorts of stuff here. I mean, armbands under their suits that will buzz if the plane isn't flying at the right altitude or it's bending at one side. You you don't have a toilet, but you've got a cushion that can be adjusted, which is used as a toilet seat. I'm sure it doesn't go plop down. (laughs) There might be, there might be. 
and uh, th- then there's a website which helps you track the battery right. status and energy consumption location flight path their oxygen levels how much how much they've been eating how much they've been pooping and all of that the technology so, in that thing might be crazy yeah 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 you bet oh talking about that you mentioned about selfies there is one thing that is common in between hdr that we have hdr in the phone then google glass and six sense technology pranav mystery stuff so the base technology out there all these inventions were created by this one guy who works at the university of toronto oh amazing so you are not just in the land of cricket but also science <laughs> yeah and i am going to try and get a point blank episode with him yes if the stars align go ahead if yes. the stars <laughs> stars align absolutely yeah and so hopefully i'm going to try and uh, request him for a point blank episode he keeps very busy but is also very approachable I think that's about it that we had for episode 201 which was the highest score of Navjot Singh Sidhu in test match cricket I don't know why I remembered that against West Indies I think you saw it on Star Sports I did when I was this <laughs> long back and the crazy stats continue yes they do anything else oh we have yeah. received a paypal donation a donation on paypal that is from avinash i won't give out the last name because i don't know whether he would want me to but thank you avinash for donating 20 bucks to us others can also check out go to the website and do that if they wish but more importantly keep downloading the episodes that we have don't forget to send us the pictures from when you are listening to the episode this is one of the things that we do to see what our uh, listeners are up to the quick request is that just right now right as i'm talking right now most of you guys are probably listening on your phones get it out and take a picture of whatever you have in front of you and right from there email it to indicast at theindicast.com and uh, we'll post them on um, on our website and and we'll talk about it and talk about it and create a collage of pictures from different parts of the world and also we also have soundscapes uh, where we request you wherever you are if you find something interesting happening around you just flip your mobile phone and record that 10 second clipping send it to indicast@theindicast.com and we will play it here we have one such from anandita who's currently studying in sonipat uh, doing her masters and she sends us uh, this uh, aditya guess what this could be and so also you listeners what can this be a sound of that is a sound of corn being popped in the microwave oh. oven so yes it could be as simple as this or anything that you hear out there at a temple or during a festival just send it to us from wherever you are at indicast at the indicast.com you can find us on twitter at indicast and aditya just mentioned the, the facebook page you can find him on twitter at ac mathre and i'm around somewhere at abhishek kumar with a single k so well Do you have anything to add Aditya that's about it No that's about it bye bye